0: Things. podcast. podcast. Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and oh, what a day I've had. The And I mean that in a good way. That actually sounded kind of like sassy, and I meant it to be completely genuine. So, first thing that happened today is I got up and I posted the date for the world premiere of troublemaker the documentary about my weird life shot by the emmy award-winning jason c wilson over the course of about 13 months uh following me from the halloween puck and puppet show in 2016 up through uh really february of 2018 so uh, uh, just over a year of my life, uh, certain things were shot of my activities as Phantom Troublemaker, uh, including my unmasking at Dragon Con in 2017. And uh, I- I'm very, very proud of this movie. It is winning awards at film festivals. It's won Best Feature at two different festivals. It's been uh, spotlighted at a few other... Uh, it's it's unbelievable, the response that it's been getting and we are bringing the world premiere public viewing of troublemaker to dragon con this year as part of the american sci-fi classics track it's 10 p.m saturday night more details are forthcoming right now you can go to facebook and uh there's a facebook event for troublemaker world premiere and q and And what we're going to be doing is at 10 p.m. on Saturday night at Dragon Con, myself, Jason C. Wilson, and certain special guests are going to be hosting a viewing of the film followed by a Q&A. Uh, host it. All of this will be hosted by our friend Mike Gordon, who is the most professional and intelligent person that I know. Uh, I'm very excited that Mike agreed to do this. I'm very excited that DragonCon agreed to do this. This is a huge, huge deal, you guys, because uh, obviously the film is very important to me. Obviously DragonCon is a very important part of the film and very important to me. So the fact that these two things have come together in such a special way is just tremendous. Uh, We are going to have some very special giveaways. Uh, The first, I don't know what the print run is going to be yet, but our friend Belligerent Monkey designed a, a special movie poster just for this world premiere of Troublemaker and we are doing a very limited print run So, first come, first serve, the first however many people to get into the room Saturday night will be receiving a very limited edition print of the movie poster uh, for this event designed by Belligerent Monkey. Uh, This will never be printed again. Uh, This is the only time these will ever be given out, and we're going to give out however many we have, and that's the end of it. So, that That's for this event. I, I'm not going to make them available online later. That's the end of it. Uh, I, I'm so excited that these things are all coming together. Dragon Con, Belligerent Monkey, the game show, Jason Wilson, who who is an old, old friend of mine, extremely talented. Uh, I've, I've watched the movie, the documentary, and, and, and it's like 56 minutes long, so you're not giving away you know, two hours, three hours of your life at Dragon Con. It's going to be slightly longer than a regular panel because we'll be showing the film and then doing a and a afterwards, and then we'll all go see Cybertronic Spree. Like, that's the after party, is we're all going to get shit-faced and go see Cybertronic Spree. Uh, so this, this... Is huge and wonderful, and obviously, I'm very, very excited about it. Uh, So excited that I forgot to tell you that this week's episode of the Needless Things podcast is uh, uh, talking about the media uh, reveals, uh, the media portion of the 2019 san diego comic-con now obviously none of us were there but we all watched from afar like everybody does and myself our head of research ryan schweck and our special guest mike gordon uh run down the biggest reveals the biggest uh previews that happened at san diego comic-con obviously most of it is marvel uh, related, but we get a couple other things in there as well. Uh, we brought Mike Gordon in at the last minute, and I, I appreciate the heck out of him showing up and and helping us out with this. Our pal belligerent Monkey wasn't able to attend like he normally does, uh, which is why last week the the toy show was just me and Ryan. Which, by the way, if you haven't listened to last week's episode of the Needless Things podcast, uh, go back and check it out. Me and Ryan run down our favorite toy reveals from San Diego Comic Con 2019. Uh, but this week is all media, movies, TV, uh, whatever, uh, with our pal Mike Gordon. So that, awesome. Uh, that was a good way to start the day. And already, I you know, I suck at social media. I'm terrible at self-promotion. But I feel like already the facebook event for the world premiere has gotten a good response uh i put up the the image of the poster if you follow me on instagram uh or facebook or wherever uh, needless things podcast facebook group if you're not part of it you should be uh i i shared everything everywhere and i feel like the response has been pretty solid I, i'm excited about this and i'm excited that we're going to have stuff to give out and the uh, the limited edition prints of the movie poster, or I guess of the world premiere poster, may not be the end of our giveaways. I'm working on more freebies, but we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm I've. Uh, i've spoken today to mama troublemaker about maybe doing a little investing in the event so we may have a little more capital to play around with and if we do then we're going to load anybody who shows up for this world premiere we're going to load you guys up with goodies it's it's going to be a great time and uh i'm so so excited and and again thank you to the american sci-fi classics track uh for hosting this gary and joe as you all know are the best I am going to have them on the podcast next week because our official Dragon Con coverage starts then. I've already got one show in the can for that. Uh, that'll be going up in August. And, and, you know, it's time, you guys. As of right now, we're less than a month away from Dragon Con, the biggest event of the year, and I'm, I couldn't be more excited. Uh, so the other thing that happened today that was great, and I'll make it quick because we're almost out of intro time, uh, I went to a new doctor. My old doctor, who I liked, uh, has turned into a VIP practice. And what that means is you have to pay a monthly fee for each member of your family to continue going to this doctor. And while I like this doctor, this doctor was not worth like 600 bucks a month or, or however much it was. I mean, it was going to be a lot of money. So it was time to start looking for new doctors and fortunately, uh, Mrs. Troublemaker, one of her friends recommended somebody to us and i I decided well, I gotta go because I've got the high cholesterol uh, I'm getting old uh, i'm I'm overweight, uh, although I'm working on it you know i I've, I need to have a doctor I need to have a doctor at the age of forty three years old if you don't have a regular practitioner, you're being very irresponsible so today Went to the new doctor, and if you're following me on Instagram, Phantom Troublemaker, I put up a, a in my stories. I did a little video of the waiting room. You guys, this this place was like a queue for Disney World. It was insane. There was a waterfall. There was a giant fish tank. There were like artifacts from all over the world in glass cases. There were these long, comfortable benches to sit on. Like, I didn't feel like I was in a doctor's office. I felt like I was waiting to go ride on, like, Spirit of the Dragon Alive or some weird ride. Uh, And they got me... My appointment was 2.15. I showed up at 10 till 2 because I'm responsible and I knew there was going to be paperwork. They came and got me... Before 2 o'clock, before I was even done with the new patient paperwork, the guy comes out. He's like, hey, come on back. We'll go ahead and get this taken care of. You keep working on the paperwork. Okay, cool. Uh, they, they took my blood pressure. Uh, they, they looked at my ear, did, did, did all the stuff. I couldn't even finish the paperwork before, before my visit was entirely done done. It was crazy. They drew my blood. The doctor came in. We had a conversation about my diet, my exercise, my health. He was really cool and was like, look, I'm here to tell you things you can do to take care of yourself. I'm not here to make you feel bad. I'm not here to judge you, but I am going to do my best to get you healthy and keep you healthy and and to monitor how you're doing. Really, really cool, nice guy. A couple of funny jokes. Uh, went, went out, went to try and finish filling out my paperwork and the girl the the nurses were out there and they were like oh no go ahead and sit down we're ready for you we're gonna draw blood they drew you know a bunch of blood out of me and uh they're like okay you're done and i'm like "I, i i haven't even finished my new patient paperwork and they're like well just take a seat over there make yourself comfortable finish it up when you're done check out's right over there uh and and you're good to go and i sat down i finished the last couple pages of paperwork went back to the nurse i was like do i give this to you he's like and the doctor comes back over and he's like oh come here come here here okay i'll take this this is for you give this to them uh we'll get your records from your old doctor good to go they'll set you up with a new appointment i walk up to the checkout we're done i got out of there before three o'clock it was crazy I have never had an experience like that at a doctor, and I immediately called Mrs. Troublemaker, and I was like, look, I'm pretty sure these people are like Satan-worshipping cultists that want to steal my brain, because there's no way an actual medical facility was this cool, this efficient, and this nice. It was great, so... That was kind of the other portion of my day. And then I came home and hang out, hung out with the family because, uh, unfortunately, Phantom Jr. goes back to school this coming Monday. Uh, so our time has been brief as far as hanging out. So we hung out a little bit. Uh, me and the missus finished watching The Boys, which is absolutely fantastic. Everybody says the comic is great. I can't imagine it's better than the show, but I'm going to find out. And, uh, you guys, that's, that's my day. Now it's just hit midnight, And I've got. I had to come down here do this intro for you guys because this episode's got to go up in eleven hours. So there you go. Now I'm going to play a little bit of music from our good friends, the Mystery Men. Please go check out mysterymenofsurf.com. Google the Mystery Men Surf. Find them on Facebook. They have a new album out. It's fantastic. And uh, that's that's it. It's it's that's my intro. That's all I got for you. Now it's time to talk about. Uh, movies and stuff from San Diego Comic Con. So, uh, first, a little bit of Mystery Men, then, a whole lot of movies. Mm. <laughs> phantom Maniacs, it is time for part two of our san diego comic-con 2019 coverage now hopefully everybody tuned into the needless things podcast last week and heard me and our head of research ryan talking about all of the coolest toy reveals from this year's san diego show this week though ryan is back welcome back ryan thank you glad to be here and we have brought in a third party to help us discuss all of the coolest media news from San Diego Comic-Con. And who better to fill that slot than Mr. Mike Gordon. Welcome back to the show, Mike. Howdy. Always like to be referred to as a party. <laughs> you are. a You're a walking party. Just look at the shirts you wear. <laughs> right. Everywhere you go. Uh, so we've got to kick this one off. We uh, uh, Ryan left us with a little, a little uh, cliffhanger, a little teaser last time. So we've got to fulfill that promise now. Ryan, what were you referring to?
1: Oh, so, S.T.A.R.S. is about to debut the Pennyworth show. Um, previews have come out for it. It looks fine. You know, It just kind of seems to follow Alfred Pennyworth's younger years. Um, I don't think there was a lot of buzz about it. Um, have y'all seen the preview for it? Yeah, yeah. And I'll yeah. just
0: I for one I'm a big fan of the idea of Alfred having the past that's rooted in the SAS and like being kind of a James Bondish type person. Like I enjoy that. I think that's fun. I don't necessarily consider it to be the mainstream representation of Alfred, but I like the idea And it certainly fits in very specific scenarios, does it not?
1: It does. And so the big exciting announcement is that it takes place in the Gotham universe. (laughs) You know, I was so sad when Gotham ended. We all were. Which may be the best piece of superhero media that has ever been. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. And then at the end of the panel, they were like, oh, and by the way, this takes place in Gotham, and I, the Gotham universe. It has now vaulted this show to the top, like, and I kind of hope that it kind of does what Gotham did on Fox, where they try to, like, play it straight for about half a season with what they already had, and then it just goes <laughs> off the rails insane. Like, I mean,
0: there's no doubt in my mind we're going to see Ra's Ghoul again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to totally be like, yeah, you know, this is... Pennyworth back in the seventies or eighty, whenever it takes place. But also the Riddler is here for some reason. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> or it'll be like
0: Riddler's father or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> man right. bat's gonna be flying around. Booster Gold will show up somehow. Like, they never did uh they never did man bat on Gotham, did they? Well remember they did that one weird episode where somebody took the serum. And turned into Man Bat, essentially. But then he, like, he fell out a window and just flew away, and that was it. <laughs> was like, oh, all right. <laughs> like, that sounds about right. Yeah. So, I'm super excited that some form of Gotham will be back. I, this um,
0: this show, for me, has gone from, I'm interested in seeing that, to must-see TV.
2: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Mike, how <laughs> how are you feeling about the Pennyworth situation? Well, how did you feel about Gotham first of all?
2: Well, I I loved Gotham. I I thought it was uh, you know batshit crazy and uh, loved every minute of it. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm not sure if I'll be able to catch Pennyworth. Isn't it? Not, it's I think it's on something that I don't get. Right? Is it stars? Is, it, Is that right? Yeah. It's Is stars. it stars? It is. I might I might be able to see that then. I'm not sure. I forget how many services I have at this point, <laughs> but um, I haven't seen stars in a while, so I think that's what uh, Ash was on, right? Yes. Ash yes. Okay. So I, I should have still have that. I think I'm still paying for that. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, it's just we'll see how crazy it's going to be. I don't think, even though it takes place in the universe, I don't think it's going to be the same showrunners. So um, you know, I I don't know how how crazy they're going to get. I mean, is is Bruce going to end up being like Alfred and, and Martha's love child? I don't know. <laughs> like, how crazy could it get, you know? <laughs> see,
1: I used to say that phrase about Gotham, how much crazier can it get? And then Gotham said, tune in next week and we'll show you.
0: Gotham it said, said hold, hold my crack pipe. My <laughs>
2: hold my crack pipe. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see it, so um, we'll find out. So, yeah, that's excellent
0: intro, Uh, Pennyworth. Like I said, interesting at first, but now uh, you can't pass it up. And I think, uh, well, you know what, Mike? Have you got uh, maybe a TV tidbit, a little something else to sort of get us a a little amuse-bouche before we head into the main course?
2: Well, um, all right, so if we're doing just a little uh, sort of side thing, not a big, big, big thing, Um, I have to say that, uh, I don't know if this is actually, I think it was, yeah, this came out in San Diego, even though we'd known about it a little bit before then, but I think the, um, that TV show, um, uh, the Witcher on Netflix looks like it could be like just awesome.
1: So that show, they had released stills for it before and some video and it looked like garbage. And then, as San Diego, they showed that full trailer and all of it, and now it looks amazing. Yeah, yeah,
2: I was thinking the same thing. Um, I'm like this. It went for from being like a oh, that's kind of cool to I I need to see this like mm-hmm. right when it comes out. I'll admit
0: to you guys, I haven't played the Witcher games. I really don't know anything about the Witcher at all. Uh, but I do follow Henry Cavill on Instagram because he's he seems like a pretty nice guy and he posts a lot of pictures of his dog whose name is Cal uh, and he started putting up pictures from this Witcher thing but that's literally all I've seen of it is what he's posted and just his involvement was enough for me to be interested in it because it's on Netflix we already have Netflix so I was like well when it comes out I'll watch it I haven't looked at any of the previews or anything
1: yeah. I mean, I will say the wig still looks a little questionable, but
0: <laughs> but they always do. Like I don't, yeah. I don't think it looks any crazier than any TV wig we've seen.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's certainly not Inhumans Medusa bad. So, <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then what
0: is really? That's true. Yeah, yeah. True. That that's one I'll definitely check out as well, and and something that again outside of my wheelhouse, a hundred percent. But but because of who's involved and and uh, because of the buzz around it, I'll check
1: it out. Yeah, uh, and I would say before we get to, you know the big announcements, I think one of the biggest things that blew me away was that Picard trailer.
0: Oh man!
2: Yeah.
0: Yes, I, I you, know, you know we watched. Mike, you were here when we watched Discovery, right? Yes, unfortunately, Uh, yes. Right, we watched the first half hour, of, or first, I guess it was the first hour of Discovery.
2: And I said, tapped out, I'm done. Yeah, we wrote it
0: off. Uh, Now, don't get me wrong, I would like to check out the rest, because I've been kind of following along with recaps, and I'm interested to see how they execute some of these things. Uh, But for the most part, I had zero interest in ever signing up for CBS All Access. But this Picard trailer... Holy shit, you guys.
2: Yeah, they kept saying uh, that, uh, you know, it was just Patrick Stewart. It was just the character of Picard. You weren't going to see anybody from Next Generation. They even uh, led, like, there were some rumors that there were some sort of rights issues with getting certain characters. Yes, yes. couldn't do that or whatever. And I, it made no sense. Well, it turns out it was just all crap anyway because, <laughs> because you know, the trailer hits... Uh, is in the trailer, uh, well, some in, in the trailer. Was but was it data? Well, a form of data right. is in the trailer, Brent right? Spiner. So we don't Brent know exactly in the trailer. With... Yeah, yeah, Brent Spiner, right. Uh, yeah, some, some sort of data mark 4 or something, I don't know, we're on it now. But, data. uh, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> do we have more data or more Enterprises? I don't know. Um, and then it was revealed, I think, if it not, if not at the panel, it was revealed certainly after that, that, uh. Both Riker and Troy are going to make appearances as well. Uh, I know that Jonathan Frakes is directing an episode. The Borg look like they fit heavily into this. Uh, the actor that played Hugh as the Borg is in the trailer as well. Nasty I mean, this looking is...
0: too like did mm-hmm. you, the shot of him on the table with all of his like scars and everything from where his Borg implants have apparently been removed by, I guess, Romulans. And dude it's crazy you have Romulans pulling Borgs apart and some kind of Borg prison center you got Picard wandering around western towns that have deep space nines as weather vanes Uh, it's (laughs) it's like it seems like a bunch of fan service but it flowed in such a way that felt genuine
1: if that makes sense What's crazy yeah. is here, It's got like that. You know, we're gonna get the ragtag group that's gonna go with him. So it's like they took. Um, oh my god! I'm gonna lose it's my. It's like it's Earth like card. if
0: Picard was in Ice Pirates.
1: Uh, not even Ice Pirates. Oh, you know. <laughs> Firefly. Firefly, yeah. God, I can't look at the Firefly. Yeah, it's like they took Firefly and mashed it in with Next Generation. Which is fine. Yeah. No, I think it looks amazing. Like, I may pay for a month of CBS access. I take that back. I won't pay for a month of CBS access. I'll get a free month trial and watch all at once and And, then cancel it. Well,
0: (laughs) they they also, um, Seven of Nine
1: was in it. Who I'm a big fan of. (laughs) I
0: think we all are.
1: Voyager was one of those shows, like, I was in college, so it was like, when I was going to school, it was just on in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there was a time I got real into Voyager there for a little
0: (laughs) while. Well, and if you look, a lot of the costume designs are pulled not from anything from the current movies, but a lot of Voyager stuff, a lot of Deep Space Nine influence. Like, it looks like the progression of Starfleet uniforms from the old TV shows. Like, as much as they were trying to sort of downplay how much influence Star Trek television might have had on this, it's very clearly a continuation of all of that. And I, I'm so excited because of it. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's a continuation of the next generation era. Right. Uh, right. Next generation, so, and,
0: Voyager, Deep Space Nine, like everything. This is yep. the next thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, it, it might be missing the Enterprise, uh, but, you know, that's the only thing. Uh, and and you know what? Prob-
0: I'm I'm okay with that because Star Trek, Star Trek isn't the Enterprise. It's Star Trek. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't need an Enterprise for it to be Star Trek. Yeah, so that was that was very exciting. I I, I started I pushed play on the trailer, expecting just to be like oh cool it's Patrick Stewart and instead for 2 minutes was just blown away not just by all the fan service but by what looks like a very cool story and a lot of stuff that felt tonally like the Star Trek that I want to see
2: yeah yeah i was really afraid it was going to be like a like a version of Logan in the Star Trek universe right. you know with right. a with a Picard just kind of like on his last days, on one last mission, that kind of thing. Um, but it looks like it's a lot more than that. So uh, I'm excited. I, I I must admit, even though Discovery, you know, kind of killed Star Trek for me for a little while, uh, this one this one brought it back. It's not it's not dead yet.
0: Yeah, there's there's still some life in this thing. Uh, all right, I, let's see here. Hang on, let me look at my notes real quick because oh. I actually do have notes.
1: What okay. about while you're looking? Yeah. What do y'all think about the Watchmen trailer?
0: I haven't watched it because I just don't care.
1: So I did. <laughs> and then I watched that trailer and I was like, well, all right, I kinda think I want to watch this. And really? then like I read what Damian Lindoff like said in the panel and to interviewers later. So, you know, they kinda tried to say like, oh yeah, this is just gonna be in the Watchmen world. It's not gonna like really have a lot to do with the comic, just an extenuation, right? Yeah, no. Doctor Manhattan is in the trailer. Like, he is a character on the show. Night owl, the ship is there. Like, I and it looks like a good extension. Like kinda when they what they explained those cops with the masks are and what they did. Like I now I'm kinda like, Alright, I really wanna watch this and then they talked to Damian Lindolf about it and the big quote they pulled off it was he said to the panel, Fuck Alan Moore, I'm still doing whatever I want. And so that was the big headline, but then when he went and explained it was basically like, you know, I think Alan Moore is one of the greatest writers ever. I love the book. It's all canon. We're not changing anything. But I think Alan Moore at the age when he was writing this, if someone had told him you can't change Swamp Thing like that or you can't change Superman like that. He would have told him to fuck off too. And I was like, You can't oh. change
2: the Charleston characters like that.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> and I have absolutely been all those people that thought before Watchmen was total bullshit, some of the comics DC done is horrible, but I, I don't know. It looks good, and I like the story they're pushing. So I,
2: I saw
0: I saw that quote, and I did kind of like it. Um, like it made sense to me, and I can see. Look, I'm not. I don't feel like Lindelof is trying to compare his talent to Alan Moore's in any way, but I do appreciate the idea of. Look, you guys, this is my. Th- my story that I want to do, my thing I want to tell, and you're not going to fucking tell me I can't do it. Just hang in there and check it. Like, I like, I like his attitude about it, even though it's almost kind of douchey. I like it because he's not wrong about saying that Alan Moore wanting to write Superman or Swamp Thing. If somebody had told him he couldn't do the things he wanted to do, he said, fuck
1: you. Yep. Right.
2: Yeah. I, I'm i excited by what I've seen. But the fact that Lindoff is behind it really makes me just so cautious because, like, he's nine times out of ten, it's a, it's a dud for me. Even He gets me excited about stuff, yeah. but then ultimately it, it craps out. It, it falls like, out, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I feel like, you know, he's going to start a whole bunch of cool stuff in this, and then as it gets closer to the end or whatever, it's going to fall apart
0: yeah and and that may well happen and look i said i said i wasn't interested in this that doesn't mean i won't watch it obviously (laughs) obviously i'm gonna watch at least the first episode i mean it's it's genre television and it's on a channel that i already have so i mean i'm not gonna skip it but uh i i'm not invested in in any way uh but yeah i mean i'll i'll be checking it out Yeah. all right i think it's time I think it's time to talk about... We'll go in order here. uh, Which means May 1st, 2020. Even though we've known it's coming, because it's actually been in production for several months now. uh, Black Widow. You
1: know, they confirmed it's Taskmaster. Um, The early pictures looked not like taskmaster but they've kind of released some more stuff um well we know a, how they
0: do though like they yeah. no, like nobody if you go back and look at pictures of uh Brie larson you know in captain marvel and they digitally enhance everything they you know uh, they add to the costumes the uniforms whatever
1: yeah, and you know it looks like we're getting Red Room stuff and all sorts of good stuff. So I think it's going to be good. I mean, obviously, all the Mar- most of the Marvel movies are good. So
0: they've rescued David Harbor from the Hellboy ghetto. <laughs>
1: yeah, and he's playing um, what's his name? Uh, Red Guardian, right? Red Guardian, yeah. yeah.
2: Which is like a Soviet version of Captain America. I think that's going to be brilliant. I'm really excited for that.
1: My
0: only issue though is that Taskmaster is too much villain for a solo movie.
1: I think so, and I mean, you know, the picture they've shown—he's got the shield and stuff, which is weird. Yeah, so did he? I mean, maybe he watched Captain America on TV and learned the moves that way. You know, I don't know how (laughs) they'll—I don't know how they'll adapt Taskmaster. If he's gonna have his actual power, or if it's just gonna be a guy that studies really close.
0: But at this point, I think Marvel has earned my trust.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Where whatever they do, like, the Baron Zemo that they gave us is not the Baron Zemo I necessarily wanted, Yeah, but it's one of the best (laughs) villains in the MCU. Well, but, so that leads
1: into the next one, right? Right, which I'm thrilled about. Go ahead. So, Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be the next thing that comes out, you know. There was questions if the Falcon was going to be Captain America in that show, and, he is going to be at yeah, some point. he said, he's, Anthony
0: Mackey said he's been fitted for the suit.
1: Yeah, and then Zemo, he's going to be Baron Zemo. Like, he's going to wear the mask. Right. Shown, have you
0: seen the picture? I, I wasn't able to look at it because I was at work.
1: Yeah, it looks great. It's straight up the comic is purple it? sock on his head. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. I mean, you know, now he's pissed off. I mean, yeah, his family died, but now he couldn't kill himself. <laughs> You know, it's
0: revenge time.
1: He's going to get revenge. Wait.
0: Well, see, wouldn't he want revenge on Black Panther for stopping him from killing himself, though?
1: Well, you know, I think he's that's a little out of his weight class, so he's going to go fight. Find... <laughs> <laughs> he's going to warm up with B-Team Captain America and uh, Sad Bucky.
0: And... Yeah, yeah, good good call, good call.
1: <sighs> so I... it keeps my hope alive we're going to get Thunderbolts at one point.
0: I think it'll happen. I think it has to happen. Um... You know, obviously it'll have to be a little further down the line, but, I mean, Thunderbolts is just too big and well-known a name for them to avoid completely. And I wonder, though, if the fact that DC is making such a big thing out of Suicide Squad, given that it's sort of a similar conceit, Mm -hmm. that maybe Marvel isn't that interested in it now... Uh, And also, I think Thunderbolts would work better as one of these, uh, which, let's talk a little bit about these Disney Plus shows. Uh, First of all, what do you guys think of Disney Plus overall? I mean, for me, it's an automatic subscription just considering the amount of Disney content they're going to, like, past Disney content they're going to have. Because, look, I signed up for Boomerang, and it's one of the best streaming services we have. So mm. Disney doing something equivalent to Boomerang would be enough for me, let alone having all of this original content that they're going to have. How do you guys feel about Disney Plus overall right now?
1: I mean, I would have paid the money just for The Mandalorian, but I mean the <laughs> fact it's going to have everything on it, and it's like $7 a month, I mean, it's a no-brainer. I think everybody's going to get it. Yeah. Um, they're putting a lot of money into these shows. Um, I can't wait to get it. And just having the Disney movies, and I, I mean, I think the service sounds like it's going to be amazing. I mean, I hate that it's another fractured streaming service I have to buy and keep up with, but I'm in.
2: Yeah, I mean, just like you said, the just the idea of uh, access to the Disney vault anytime you want it, is is reason enough for me to get it right? Even if there was nothing new, being um, able to watch the computer wear tennis shoes anytime I want, is absolutely. Priceless. Yeah, bed knobs and broomsticks. I want to dial that up whenever I want. Right, um, well, and, and that's what's, that's what's kind of so
0: retroactively clever is that so much of Disney's content over the past what five six decades. They've been so smart about keeping things in the vault. Oh, yeah. That there's a lot of stuff that you can't just get anytime you want, even in the current digital media
2: age. Well, it does remain to be seen how much access we're going to get um, and I mean, whether or not they're that, going to rotate things. I mean, sure I mean, they are you going to be able to pull up Song of the South whenever you want? No, Probably not. You're, no. you're not going to be able to pull up Song of the South at all. <laughs> well,
0: but
1: I'm I, saying, if Disney is listening, main up and put Black Hole on there. Because oh, I remember yeah. how bad that movie was, and oh, I want to see if it matches. Oh, matched. dude,
0: it, Black Hole, I think, it absolutely will there because they're working on a remake. Oh, are they? I didn't even know that. Dude, somebody... Sh- I can't remember who it is right now. Somebody showed new Black Hole toys at Comic-Con. Wow. I didn't um, know they were that. And it's like a high-profile company. Shit, I wish I could remember who it was. It's, uh, I didn't even put it in my write-up.
2: Wait, these are new toys based on the old... uh Based on the old movie. Gotcha.
0: Um, but yeah, there is a Black Hole remake. I can't believe in the I works. just called
2: it the old movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, oh man it might have been diamond
2: select i think it was diamond select uh there the i got the figures when they came out originally and those were lame figures (laughs) the only thing that was cool was the maximilian uh figure that was pretty awesome i still have that on my desk
0: and that's that was it was uh it was maximilian and who is the evil robot
2: uh oh the the um uh the uh the the shiny black one right yeah
0: that those were the two that they showed gotcha i'm looking it up right now so (laughs) um but yeah i i mean this is a must-have service already but then they throw out and granted again we were aware of all these shows but I don't think they had been officially announced till now Falcon and Winter Soldier, Fall of 2020 and then WandaVision, Spring of 2021 all we know is that Paul Bettany and um, Olsen, uh, Elizabeth Olsen are in it
2: It's not the only thing we know Well what, what else do we know and what do we expect uh, I believe we know that at least part of it takes place in the 50s, and we also know that it will introduce uh, the adult version of Monica Rambo. Yes, you know, that's right, that's right. Which is seems to be at cross-purposes there. So, uh, <laughs> And I think they also said that they'll lead into the next Doctor Strange movie.
1: They have. And they had some... They're going to retool her, essentially.
2: Um, really?
1: Yeah. And so they talked a lot about, like, her powers and how... I guess they said how she's going to grow into them. Um, and that... So when you see her in Age of Ultron, she's just got them. So that's why she's just kind of throwing the energy around. And right. The, really the, having them.
0: the poorly defined energy balls.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so they're going to move her more towards, like, chaos magic and all that. Well, she's um, also
0: supposed to be in Doctor Strange 2, right? Right. Which has the greatest title of any Marvel movie ever in the multiverse <laughs> of madness. Holy shit, you guys. <laughs> I'm so excited for that movie. And look, I didn't even... I like the first Doctor Strange, but I didn't love it. I like Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, but I don't love him. But that title has me more excited for that movie than anything else Marvel announced.
1: Yeah. I, I'm i kind of hoping that, that the title kind of leads to they're going to have Scarlet Witch go batshit crazy like she does in the comics. And, well, all, and almost that's... do like a House of M style kind of well, here's where the thing. she just loses it and remakes reality.
0: But what if they do a reversal what if Wandavision is all about her and Vision leads up to whatever she does in Doctor Strange Two, but instead of no more mutants, she brings the mutants into
2: existence somehow.
1: Ah, uh, that's a good call.
2: Yeah, that's the big mystery I was trying to solve. How are the mutants going to come into play? Right, uh, and that's just one—I mean, one among a billion theories that I've heard. So. That's still they still played that very close to the chest. I mean, he did say uh, during the panel that, and of course, Fantastic Four, and mutants, dot dot dot, and right. that was it. Like that's 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 it. <laughs> so um, that's all we've got. And who knows? I mean, uh, I I don't know. I'm just I'm not going to speculate. As you said earlier, uh, Dave, I trust them. Well, Implicitly. and that's the thing,
0: and that's the thing is like it's. All of this is very exciting, but it's a different kind of excitement than other announcements give you because we now have eleven years of the worst MCU thing that's happened, like in the past eleven years, is pretty darn good. Like that's to me, in my right. opinion, the low nope. bar of MCU is pretty darn good. So I, I agree. mean. And they just keep getting, like, and I think they're aware of the stuff that only hits the pretty darn good mark. You know what I mean? I'm just, every everything is so exciting that, that, that they threw out there. Uh, so we've got WandaVision, Spring of 2021. It's interesting to me, though, that Loki, uh, starring Tom Hiddleston, as apparently the Loki that we saw escape in Endgame, uh is debuting at the same time i'm surprised that they would launch two of these shows uh at the same time what what do we know about this loki show <laughs> i think you just said that.
2: that's all. We... <laughs> <laughs> that's <about it. laughs>
0: we covered it yep <laughs> so
2: we saw we saw the logos of all these things too by the
0: way. Uh, yes very exciting logos mm-hmm.
1: delightful
2: logos um all right. So the next, uh, I I think the only thing they showed footage of was uh, of uh, some footage of Black Widow.
0: Yeah, a little bit, which I, I have not seen yet. And quite frankly, I don't need to see anything for any of these at this point. Right. Just give me a release date. I'll be there in the theater, and yep. I will watch it. Even the Eternals, which I don't give a shit about the Eternals, but I love the MCU. So. November 5th, 2020, um, this is uh, this is going to come along after Falcon and Winter Soldier, but prior to WandaVision and Loki. Uh, what do we I, – I don't know anything about the Eternals at all. I'm not going to pretend that I do. Uh, I know they've cast Angelina Jolie um, and some other
2: actors. They've got, they've got a hell of a cast. Okay. Yeah, I who mean, are, it let's, is amazing. Let's talk about it. Uh, Salma Hayek is in it. Uh, Richard Madden. Um, oh, and, Richard uh, Madden
0: and... uh, Stark, uh, the the really disloyal Stark that got everybody killed. Red Wedding right. Stark.
2: Yes. Um, and uh, other guys that uh, I know. Like if I saw their when I see their names, I'm like I don't know them. And then I look at them, I'm like I know exactly who all these people are. Um, okay, okay. I think I think it's it's really interesting, and I don't know what the release schedule is like but the fact that we're getting, probably within months of each other, uh, we're getting Eternals, and then we're also getting New Gods from DC, I'm thinking, this is, like, we're going to see more Kirby Crackle on, on the big screen <laughs> than ever. And, look, I mean, uh, I've, I'm familiar with both of those, and to an extent, but, man, I mean, this this is when Kirby was just going on his own and doing his own thing. It's crazy stuff. So how they're going to uh, make this accessible to people is going to be really interesting. And this is another one that I've heard could be a key to how the mutants come into the MCU. Well,
1: right, which would make sense how they got their powers and all right. that stuff. I right. mean, they could, make, they could essentially make the Eternals mutants. If they wanted to, because sure. they get their power sure. from celestials and all that mess. Yeah, because I think
2: um, I think I think they've decided that inhumans is not a thing anymore in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> that did not go well. I think they're just going to write that off.
1: Yeah.
0: I, uh, I it it upsets me a little bit because I would, if I had my choice, I would want an awesome New Gods movie because I, I am much more familiar with the New Gods than I am with the Eternals. I, I would love to have a badass New Gods movie, but it has... Uh, it's being done by Warner Brothers, who do not have the best track record.
2: It's being written by Tom King. It's and being written you... by Tom King, who I have of late become greatly dissatisfied with. <laughs> well, but if you read his Mr. Miracle... Uh, right, uh, so Mr. Miracle is fantastic Then that's all we need to concentrate on here <laughs> But it would be fairly impenetrable as a film
0: and it's being directed by Ava DuVernay who if you saw um, A Wrinkle in Time yes, is maybe not awesome <laughs> Maybe so, Maybe. I'm well, I'm in a yes, weird position cool. where I'm much more
2: excited about the thing that I know way less about. Right. Well, I mean, look. I mean, it's the way things are now. Right. With Marvel, we trust. In DC, not so much. Warner yeah, Brothers, yeah. not so much. Yeah, it's true. Well, and that's
0: the thing. It's not even so much DC as it is Warner Brothers. Because I mean, look. I enjoyed the hell out of Aquaman, but it's not as good as. Any Marvel movie, no. I'll be honest. I I enjoy it. It's fun. I've watched it a few times, but shit, it's not as good as Thor. It just it isn't. might
1: it might be better than the Dark World.
0: <laughs> but uh, see.
1: I like the Dark World. I, I feel too. like right. that movie's
0: underrated, man. <laughs> it gave us some cool stuff, but all right. So moving on, the Eternals. We know a little bit, but not a lot. Next up, this one really got me going because one of the things that I have been thirsty for is more about the whole Ten Rings deal that was set up in the Iron Man movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want, I, I, I liked what they did in Iron Man Three with the Mandarin. I liked the misdirect, um, but I want a legit Mandarin, and holy shit! At Comic-Con, Marvel said, guess what? We're giving you a legit Mandarin. Like, I don't even care about Shang-Chi. I'm stoked that we're getting a Mandarin.
1: Well, and what's funny is we've known the real Mandarin is out there. Because he's on the... Right. I can't remember what Blu-ray that was Um, on. Like, the uh, DVD extra. I think
2: it's... uh, the Iron Man one, right? The no, Iron it's, Man... I don't
0: think it was on the Iron Man 3 one. I think it was on a la- a later one, because that's how they did those one-shots, is the... Let's see. It would, it would be... Well, that might have been Iron Man 3, though, now that I'm thinking about it.
1: Because the one all... where... It's the All Hail the King one. Let's right.
0: See what... The one with Coulson and the guy that ended up being a turncoat, when colson's on his way to deal with thor was on iron man 2 maybe i see now i can't remember the order but anyway yeah they had the short
1: oh it was on thor the dark world okay that's what i was thinking
2: um. yeah it's they they reason enough to like thor the dark world <laughs> there, <laughs> there right you go. They, but yeah those those one shots
0: <laughs> they weren't on they weren't included on the movie that they were related to. It was always, yeah. like, the next movie. Uh, and, that, like, that one, they make it clear there is an actual Mandarin. There's an actual... Well, we already know from the very first Iron Man movie that the Ten Rings are a terrorist organization. Like, they're very real.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, So I'm, I am stoked about this. And now we're at a point... You know, the first time the Ten, ten Rings are mentioned... Uh, it's when the MCU was a little more grounded and they had to sort of work Marvel concepts into a different type of world. But now, we have magic. We have Infinity Stones. We have crazy monsters in outer space. We have all this wild shit. We have Doctor Strange. So, I can imagine literally Mandarin with ten rings in this movie. Like... And I'm glad now that it's taken this long, you know what I mean? So we can get the real deal.
2: Yeah, I I definitely see that uh, Shang-Chi is sort of Marvel's way of saying, all right, we're going to get Iron Fist, like, right this time. Um, and uh, for everything that you thought Iron Fist was going to be, that's what Shang-Chi is going to yes, be. Yes, I, I think you're and right. The, and the fact that uh, the comics with the origin he's the son of uh fu manchu well i think the the (laughs) replacing fu manchu with the mandarin is just perfect i mean it just fits like a glove and uh i'm excited for this as well i uh
0: and and you mentioned iron fist um i i accepted that series a little more than most people did i recognize its flaws i don't understand how you make a a television show about a kung fu master and have like the worst fights of all of the netflix shows but i liked how they handled danny ran i i dug it and that second season i thought was very good and the ending was phenomenal
2: Yeah, the ending was like, you're going to cancel it just as it's getting interesting.
0: (laughs) However, uh, it does seem, with a bit of very significant casting, it does seem like the MCU is leaving the Netflix Marvel shows behind entirely. Uh, With the announcement that Marshala Ali is going to
2: be Blade. Well that could be i don't i still don't take it that way i mean there are other actors who have played two roles in the mcu so that's that's not uh, a given uh but, but
0: he had such a significant role in luke cage it's it's not like he was
2: waiter number 2 <laughs> yeah <laughs> true but i think they're just banking on the fact that nobody really saw and I, and i look i hope you're right
0: because i would love to see uh you know, Jessica and Luke and Danny and, uh, and Dan Matt Devil and Matt, yeah. I would love to see them in the future. I, I as many issues as I might have with their Netflix shows, I feel like Mike Coulter and Kristen Ritter and, uh, the other two whose names aren't leaping. Finn, Finn Balor, Finn, <laughs> Finn Jones, Finn, Balor. <laughs> Finn <laughs> Jones and, uh, the guy that played Daredevil, uh, I, I thought they were all great, and and of course uh, Foggy, it was awesome. Like I love the <laughs> actors; they did a great job. It's just that the shows got really saggy in the middle. Uh, I, and I don't I don't want to abandon these versions of these heroes. I would not, love
2: to see them carried forward. Not to mention you, I think between uh, the Purple Man and the Kingpin, you've got two of the best villains that the mcu has ever seen well i think kingpin would be the one that would
0: be the easiest to move into the movies if they wanted to do that or just to continue on disney plus shows i mean honestly you could do a kingpin show if you wanted to i'd watch that uh but yeah i i there's plenty of material there or are plenty of worth there to bring those actors forward for more. And
2: three years is not as long as people think it is. No, no. I mean, think about it. Um, think of a lot of the, the movies that we were expecting to be announced in phase four are not in phase four. Right. So we're going to have to wait at least two, maybe to three years to see black Panther two, to see captain Marvel two, uh, to see Guardians Three, like these are these are not coming very soon to a theater near you, right? Guardians
0: Three is at least three years away because Suicide Squad is twenty twenty one.
2: Yep. Yeah. So so yeah, you're right. By the time those movies come out, you know, uh, Disney has free reign over all those other characters. So and, who knows? And they will have firmly established whatever. You know
0: whatever they have done with this initial wave of Disney Plus shows will have been established and done by then. And I, I feel like chances are these are going to be sort of mini-series things. I don't expect WandaVision uh, to last. I, I, I expect it to be a season. I don't think any of these, and this is just my personal uh, insight. I, I have no information, but it would not surprise me if these were all like treated like mini series shows and not like multiple season shows.
1: Yeah. yeah I, get, I get the feeling they're designed to set up movies. Right. So they let you turn the Falcon into captain America instead of wasting half a movie. Do with that, you can just show up and right. you can have ex captain America with him. Um, or whichever else, you know, WandaVision will set her up right into doctor strange It'll set up Hawkeye into what will be a Hawkeye trilogy of awesomeness and movies.
0: <laughs> well heres the, here's the interesting thing though. okay, so this this brings us to our next topic, uh which is Hawkeye fall of twenty twenty one. but from what I understand, what they showed was animation at the panel. Is Hawkeye an animated show?
1: What if is an animated show? Well, yeah, I know
0: yeah. what if is animated. But what I read online is that is that the Hawkeye panel showed animation.
2: Huh. Hmm. I, that I don't know.
0: And, and I know Jeremy Renner is involved, but uh, the original, the, all of the cast members are involved in What If as well, but that's voiceover work. And I could actually see Hawkeye I mean, if you want to basically adapt Matt Fraction's Hawkeye animation would not be a bad way to go.
1: Uh, See, I think, I don't know, I hadn't heard that, but my understanding of Hawkeyes, you know, it's going to center a lot around Kate Bishop. Right. Um, And I kind of, you know, there's been rumors forever that they really want to do Young Avengers. And so I wouldn't be surprised if that's the jump off for that. Um, So they'll start that and then have, Kate Bishop be ready to found Young Avengers in maybe Phase Five or Phase Six. Um, I'm really happy they're using the faction kind of style for the Hawkeye logo. Um, if I don't get Pizza Dog in that show, I'd be pissed.
0: <laughs> and it was, it was, it was exactly the the logo from the the fraction comic.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll see. You know, I think it's probably going to be one of the best. Shows ever made? Um, yeah, it's well, Hawkeye. Of course, it is. Once again, Beth will have to choke on her words about she's, how awesome Hawkeye is. She's going to be eating crow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sam. Uh, so I
0: think I, I mean that pretty much covers. It's funny because oh, we got one more.
1: Oh, yes. what have we
2: got? What have we got?
1: You've forgotten about Thor, Love and Thunder. Yes, which, uh, I certainly. Money, I certainly the,
2: have. <laughs> this, this, for my money, is one of the best titles that uh, Marvel has come up with, ever. Um, I'm actually I'm surprised by how excited I am by this. This is actually the one that I'm excited for the most, out of all the things they announced. I'm, I'm conflicted. Uh, I, I understand your conflict. I know that's coming from. I
0: love the fact, because I've been calling for it for a long time now, to just go ahead and pull the trigger and make Natalie Portman Thor right? Uh, I'm a big fan of her work I think she's fantastic and the idea of her as Thor is just awesome uh, I am not however a fan of Taika Ytt or however you say his name uh, I I don't like Thor Ragnarok and this is after multiple viewings because I want to like Thor Ragnarok I love the visuals, I love the aesthetic, I love the style. I hate the humor. And my wish for this movie is that they keep all of the cool stuff about that guy, but they rein in his fart jokes and his stepping on dramatic moments and his undermining of story.
1: Well, what would be funny is if they follow the comic and, you know, kind of do the Jane has cancer thing and when she turns into Thor it kills her chemo and all that not a whole lot of laughs going on there <laughs> like, well then again
2: you know Thor lost his, his his people and that should not have been funny either so I understand Dave's concern a lot because uh, yeah the tone that Ragnarok should have had um, uh, you know the, the parts where they were on and Hulk I thought were fantastic, but it was when they went back to Asgard and things were on the line that I thought that uh, his director style just and the and the way that it was written just made it seem so trivial that you know Thor was uh, that the uh, that Asgard was going away, like all the others that died like they he, they didn't seem to have any significance whatsoever. So I understand that concern. Um, I don't think the stakes are going to be as high in this one because Asgard is not has already been destroyed. So I'm kind of thinking that it could be better. And the other thing I like about this, too, is that this hopefully will imply that Thor is not going to be in Guardians 3, which I was kind of worried about. I agree. I had enough of the
0: Thor-Star-Lord feud about three yes. minutes into the Thor-Star-Lord feud. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Asgardians of the future, uh, or the Asgardians of the galaxy, let's say. So, um, but like you, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Natalie Portman. I'm glad to see that she's back, and she's back in a big way. And I that alone has got me really excited for this. Well, yeah.
0: here's here's the scene that I'm envisioning in Taika Waititi's Thor: Love and Thunder. Natalie Portman is on her deathbed, uh, cancer has has advanced and she's thor has come to visit her his his lost love that we haven't really seen in a couple of movies now and she says, thor, I just want you to know how important you are to me, how much you mean to me, how much you changed my life, but now it it's at an end. things are growing dark, and then we hear and the camera moves over to the corner and Karg or corg or whatever his name is is over there and says oh excuse me and that's our big touching cancer revelation
2: you know i'm not saying that you're wrong to worry about that <laughs> <laughs> uh look i
0: i again i have faith in marvel um I hope that they recognize the... And and look, I'm not unrealistic. I understand everybody loves Thor Ragnarok. Well, not everybody. Most people love Thor Ragnarok. Most people do not look at it the same way that I look at it. But I also feel like Marvel, uh, you know, looking at Endgame, looking at Infinity War... It hasn't all turned into a farce, so it's not like they embraced that comedic style. So my hope is that going forward we get more of a sort of middle ground of of his humor and the MCU's uh, sensibility. Like I'm not I'm not totally shitting on this movie. I, look, I'm going to be there opening day. I'm not. I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to sit here and lie about that. Uh, but I am hoping that that we get it. You know, either either reined in a little bit, or in in an overall plot where it's more appropriate.
2: Yeah, I agree. I I, I think that, uh, and I think that's fair. Um, you know, to be honest, if this if they had just announced that Chris and Tessa Thompson were coming back. Um, and with uh, White TDS, I would have been like, okay, but just the fact that Natalie Portman's in it and they're going to do the Jane Foster in some way, I, like I said, that is enough to get me really excited. Right. Which is weird because I didn't even read much of that in the comics. No, um, I didn't either. I just like the idea of it. So, um, but I, I just I sort of loved the idea of. I kind of missed her. Presence in Ragnarok is another issue that I had with Ragnarok because I, I enjoyed her in the first two Thor movies well, so much and, that I,
0: I and Kat Dennings,
2: yes, yes, I would love I to Kat, see her. I hope back Kat's well. back too. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm excited for. Albeit, yes, I'm I'm a little hesitant, but yes, I'm excited. Cautiously optimistic. There you go.
0: Now, Ryan, I don't know if you've really gotten to say your piece about Ragnarok on the show before
1: which which part? <laughs>
0: <laughs> just overall, just how you feel.
1: I you know, there's parts of Ragnarok I absolutely love. Um but like you said, there's just parts of it that the humor is way off. Um I really like Hella. I would like her to come back. But, you know, like you said, the the humor is just a little much. It, it reminds me a lot of what they ended up doing with Draft Volume Two. I, sometimes it's just too much. That yeah. that didn't
0: bother me as much, but I totally understand people that thought it was too much. I get it, but that didn't bother me. Um, we find um, our middle ground. So, yeah, I did,
1: one thing we didn't say about Doctor Strange, too, uh, outside of how amazing the title is is they also announced that it is the first horror movie yes
0: like, yeah how interesting is that
1: yeah like supposedly it's straight up a horror movie um so i'm real interested to see how marvel does that
0: now and it's going to be the same director that did the first doctor strange is that correct i believe so i, th- I think that's correct um I can't remember his name right now, and I I feel like a bad host. But you know, there's a lot of information here, people, and we just can't keep track of everything. What I can not can considering that none of us were actually right. Right. What I can tell you, though, is that Joe Schaefer, one of the writers of Black Widow, also wrote Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Oh, <laughs> so we have that to look. That's that for some reason. That's one of the notes I made. Uh, so we've we've covered uh, uh, quite a few different things. I think we have to talk about
2: the CW's crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, DC did not make much waves movie-wise. I think a lot of people were surprised. They did thought they, they have were going to anything? They, they, no, and I thought I think a lot of people thought that they were going to do something regarding Suicide Squad. I, you know what? Or, I think they or, were... or Wonder Woman.
0: I think they were uh, smart not to because there was no way anybody was going to compete with Marvel making all of the... Like I said, we knew all this stuff was coming, but these were the official announcements. Right. And nobody was going to compete with this.
2: Uh, however, you know, through the CW shows and their Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, crossover that's coming up, um, they managed to make, steal a lot of headlines.
0: For sure. I mean, they... One of them that you know it's great, it's a great headline in and of itself, But also the world of possibilities that it opens up is fascinating. And that's the fact that Bert Ward is going to be part of the crisis on Infinite Earth's crossover. They have not said how or 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 what part he's playing but one he, would...
2: He's strapping on the booties.
0: <laughs> well, what... Look, imagine this. Imagine he's playing the Dick Grayson from Batman 66, only he's in more of a uh, Bruce Wayne, Batman Beyond role.
1: That is what I'm guessing is going to happen.
0: That's, that was my first thought as well.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if they'll be able to, like, directly say it, but just kind of hint at, yep, he was Robin, and this is who he is now. And um, and then when what? Brandon Routh is going to suit up as Superman again,
2: right? Brandon and, and Routh, not just not just the Man of Steel that he was, you uh, know, in Superman Returns, but the T-shirt that he was wearing on the panel revealed that it was the Kingdom Come version of Superman. And look, people are trying to downplay that, but.
0: If you think that's not significant, then you don't understand how corporate synergy works and how closely all of these producers and production companies and whoever else plan these Comic Con like events and panels. Like, if you think his manager or whatever didn't hand him that shirt that was sent to them from the D C home office, then you don't get how these things work. Yeah.
1: He was. Yeah, I wearing, doubt he
2: said like. Yeah, I doubt he said like. Oh, I'm going to go into my closet and pick a right, Superman. Right, drawer. right. That was that. That shirt oh, is was that a different logo? I didn't even notice. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: yeah. That shirt was fresh from like Warner Brothers store or whatever.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Uh, after he revealed the shirt, he should have just said, "And it's available down on the floor." <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly.
0: You can go to superherostuff.com and buy this right now. Uh, and if you use code ROUTH you can get 15% off and free shipping yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I think that you know with the brandon ralph reveal as well as uh later on the the uh, uh Water reveal there's been a lot of other speculation as to other things other casting that hasn't been made official but this just those two alone opens the door for crisis of an on infinite earth to be as as amazing as we think it should be,
1: right? Yeah, right. Well, and let's talk about one of those rumors because it's very close and personal to my heart. Tom Welling may be in it. <laughs> Tom, look, right. this is. I
0: try not yes. to be. I try not to be too mean on this show. I try not to be too rude on this show. Um, and I look. I love Tom Welling as much as anybody who endured all the seasons of Smallville because Ryan was watching it at the time. <laughs> But Tom Welling is too fat to be Superman right now. (laughs) He is fatter than I am, and I'm I'm like I'm not at my top weight, but I'm pretty chubby right now. I I just don't see it.
1: Oh, it makes it even better for me. I (laughs) want to see fat Superman. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I haven't in a
2: while. I don't watch Lucifer, so I don't know. But I mean, is he's not like he didn't like Val Kilmer out, did he? Yes. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I want to see fat Tom Welling in that red leather jacket, and he can't zip it now. <laughs> Somebody save me, he's playing in the background. Uh, but it all. wouldn't be, it wouldn't be their jacket,
0: because at the end of Smallville, it wasn't him, but his character was in the Superman costume.
1: He can't fit in that anymore.
0: Well, they <laughs> no, no. would have to, they'd have to restitch it.
1: So has got to go back to his jacket.
0: No, no, I want Fat Tom Welling in a full-on
2: <laughs> Superman costume. I want that and to happen. And
1: bring Glover back, damn it! Look,
2: look—if you can have Burt Ward in this, then you're like, you're like he's off the table. I That's want. What I'm saying. I want. There could be. There could be a whole like one of the worlds could be like a fat world. <laughs> <laughs> I want
0: Julian <laughs> Glover in it, not only as Lionel Luther, but also
2: as um, Jason Woodrue.
1: <laughs>
2: I want him as both. Well, I, I like it. Like I said, I mean, I think that you know, there's been speculation, of course, that Linda Carter is going to make an appearance. Yeah, yeah. There's been all sorts of like everything is on the table here, which is amazing because, and that's what I want. You know, that's what I want out of this uh, this crossover. And I'm, I understand that CW ha- doesn't have an infinite budget, but it's five parts, and it promises to it promises to change the CW in a way that. I think if, you know, we all know our crisis the way we do, could streamline uh, all of the CW superhero shows into one Earth, which would be really interesting. Uh-huh.
0: I, uh, I'm, I'm not as invested in the CW shows as I once was. Uh, we, we stopped watching Arrow. We stopped watching Supergirl. We kept up with Flash only because it's my son's favorite show um but the crossovers have been excellent every year. Uh-huh. So I'm even though Supergirl's new costume and haircut look absolutely horrible, I still will will watch this for sure 100%. Uh I hope Matt Ryan as Constantine is great. Legends of Tomorrow. We still watch Legends of Tomorrow because it's one of the best shows on television.
1: I did like one of the announcements for the CW, too. It was like, yep, and we're bringing Wally West back this year. Yeah. Right well, after they announced Crisis. And I was like, "Oh, you better be careful, buddy. <laughs> 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 <They're> <laughs> have to a Flash, and something tells me they're not knocking off Barry.
0: Well, that's what's funny is we, we had basically confirmation that uh, Cisco Ramon, the actor that plays Cisco, was leaving the show. But now at Comic Con he said That's ridiculousness I was never leaving the show You silly people
2: (laughs) We We have Wally
0: coming back Who had left the show for other things Like they've They seem to have gotten their hooks into these people again
1: Yep And I'm hoping it's just all Caused by Bebo
0: (laughs) I I mean uh, Bebo Absolutely (laughs) has to show up In some capacity No doubt uh, let's see. There were a couple other things. We we saw a trailer for the Harley Quinn animated show, which I, I love. I think it looks great. I, I definitely see Connor and Palmiotti's humor there. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know what the future of the DC universe app is.
1: Well, so they had announcements about it because they announced
0: HBO a lot Max,
1: of that HBO Max Warner brothers thing. But now the shows are going to premiere simultaneously. So Doom right. Patrol season two will be on both.
0: Well, that and that was my suspicion is that at some point DC Universe is just going to get folded into HBO Max, Pro- probably shortly after the initial. What did did you sign up uh, last year after Comic Con for the for the sixteen month thing? Yeah, I See, did. that's what I did. And I, I strongly suspect shortly after that 16 month thing is done that they're just going to move everything over to HBO Max.
1: I don't know because they've really stepped up the comic game on that thing lately. Like they're putting in more and more and more. Um, and so maybe they'll move they'll split them out and so the DC Universe will basically become like Marvel Unlimited, and they'll just move all the shows and everything over. Or they'll share
0: um, them. I guess. I guess if they share them, that's. I don't. Yeah. Know, I don't know that I'll keep the DC Universe app if if all of the shows because I'm I'm mostly there for the shows. Um, and, and I I gotta say just real quick, I, it's heartbreaking about Swamp Thing because that show is awesome.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know what what happened there. They've never really said it's.
0: It's never been totally clear. Um, the the show has claimed that North Carolina uh, did not come through with the financing that they thought they were going to come through with. North Carolina has said, "No, no, we never said they were going to get that much money." Um, there's the possibility that Warner Brothers wanted one thing, in the DC. Uh, production office wanted another thing that even with North Carolina's budgetary considerations, the show ended up costing more than they wanted to spend. Like there's so many different stories related to it. Uh, and matter of fact, uh, I it was filmed in Wilmington, North Carolina, which is my family lives there, and I was up there a few weeks ago. And there's a store called Whatever Wilmington, and they're a pop culture store, and they provided a lot of the props in Blue Devil's store that you see on the show. Uh-huh. Uh, a matter of fact, pretty much everything you see in Ian Ziering's store, in, in Blue Devil's store, is from a store called Whatever Wilmington. And I was talking to the guy that owns the store, and they got to raid the set, uh, while they were tearing it down, the, the set is no more. They built that whole swamp is on a sound stage. It's on the De La sound stage there in Wilmington. Uh, they filmed some stuff out in um, shit. I can't remember the name of the lake right now. Like some stuff was actually on location in a real lake. Like they blew up the boat there. Uh, but then all the stuff where you see characters talking in the swamp is a sound stage. Uh, but anyway, this guy said that the people that make were making the show wanted to do a love story basically like the Eddie Arcane, Alec Holland, like the Alan Moore comics, but that Warner Brothers wanted more of an action horror thing, and that that was where there, there was some a butting of heads going on. So, who knows, man. But yeah. the show is fantastic, and it just sucks that it, it's only getting 10 episodes, and, and it is very unlikely we'll ever see more. Because it's the best Swamp Thing we've ever seen on screen.
1: Did you see the images from Titans Season 2?
0: No, I haven't looked at any of it yet.
1: Ooh, it looks good. Fully costumed Titans Team, Superboy, oh, Crypto, and Deathstroke.
0: I, dude, like. I loved the first season of that show. Mike, have you seen any of it?
2: I have not. I still do not have the DC Universe yet. So It's understandable. I mean, it's a whole extra thing, you know? I get it. It is, and I love DC, so it, it kills me, but I, I really want to participate in that, and at some point I will, but just, uh, yeah, not in the near future. Well, once it's
0: HBO Max, you'll have a lot more Warner Brothers stuff incorporated, and you can just sign up for that, and it'll be fine.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't have to pay for
2: HBO twice. <laughs>
0: well, no, you'll only pay for it once. That Dude, I am serious. Very, very close to just dropping cable. Uh, the only thing that I watch on live TV is wrestling now. That, anybody in the family. Because I, I asked the family about it. I said, well, do we even need cable? And uh, everything they watch is Netflix or Hulu or, or something else like that. Like, we, we watch very little live tv and raw and smackdown are both available on hulu the next day and i i often because of my job i usually i can't watch them live anyway so i'm i'm i am seriously considering cutting that cord soon uh all right do we have have we covered all of the highlights is there anything else that you guys have notes on or thought about Uh, what do you got
1: Edward Furlong is back.
2: No, that's not a positive note.
1: <laughs> like, come on.
0: I was actually pretty Wait interested. Wait a minute.
2: Wait. He is he as big as Burt Ward and uh, Tom Willick
0: now? <laughs> <laughs> I, look. What
1: does I, he look like now? I was pretty interested in Terminator fart take. Oh, no. And Wait, then... let's just take a minute. Let's pause. I would like everyone to Google Edward Furlong so you can see what he looks like today. Well, I don't even care what he looks
0: like. He's just been a terrible actor since day one.
1: I'm just saying, looking at this picture, I do not see Savior of the human race.
0: Everybody,
1: everybody <laughs> yeah, go watch
0: yeah, everybody no. go watch Edward Furlong's The Crow movie and get back to me.
1: No, he's been terrible.
0: I he was terrible in Terminator two. Like What? <laughs> he was, dude. That movie look, I'm sorry. That movie's way overrated. (laughs) Way overrated. That franchise peaked. Well, the first Terminator was great, and Terminator: The Sarah Connor Chronicles was great. Everything else involved with Terminators not that great. That's my take. That's my personal opinion. And I was actually pretty interested in this new movie. Everything I saw, I'm not going to say I was like excited, but it seemed compelling. And then their big announcement what, Eddie
1: Furlong's back? And I was like, never mind. But how awesome would it be if they like, show busted up old Edward Furlong and basically Sarah Connor's like, yep, yeah, nope, the timeline <laughs> moved on. We're somebody else now. We're putting you in a home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know,
0: man. I don't I, that, that lessened my interest in the
1: movie. Yeah, the only thing this Edward Furlong is saving is room for dessert.
0: Oh my goodness! <laughs> Him and Tom Welling should. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was that was
2: your big uh, your big tidbit, huh?
1: I'm telling you, I think it's great,
0: <laughs> Mike. I hope you had something better than that.
2: Yeah. Um now, look I, I don't you know this it might be a specialized thing but for me uh the highlight also was the new trailer for Westworld the third season oh, of Westworld Oh yeah yeah I I love 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 that show the second season got some heat but I still man I still love that show it's its, and what they're doing for series 3 looks incredible um it's got like a one of my favorite movies Blade Runner feel to it and I think it's going to be uh, it's just going to be mind-blowing I
0: anybody who took issue with the second season of Westworld I think the only thing that the second season had going against it um, was that it didn't have the freshness of the first season and that we had to wait a week between episodes anybody who had an issue with the second season binge it Go back, watch it again, and watch like three episodes at a time over the course of a week, and I, I can
2: guarantee all of your problems will go away.
1: That's good to know. not make it past episode three.
2: There are, I, I know that. Like, I'm not saying that the second season is perfect, but I will say there's at least two episodes, and maybe even a third that I think are the best single episodes of TV I've ever seen. The
0: one in feudal, the one with the scenes in feudal Japan. Uh that episode is absolutely fantastic in and the uh every way. The,
2: the Native American one. Yes.
0: So beautiful. Where we get the back for
2: Yes. Uh so great. And uh yeah. I, I just like and and so yeah, I mean, this looks like they're rewriting things a lot differently. But I mean, obviously, uh, they're gonna—they're still gonna surprise us. So I'm—I'm—and it's harder to do now because, like you said, we're expecting it, right? Right. So, right. Um, but uh, I, I think uh, I think Nolan said that uh, season three is going to be less. He said, "quote It's going to be less of a guessing game and more of an experience." So I'm ready. I'm ready. And we only have to wait a year. <laughs> <laughs> 2020, oh, yeah. everybody Yeah, I know um, Is it April 2020,
0: though? I think Yeah, I think it is April, so it's not quite a year Yeah, yeah But so. it's next year uh, Alright, so If Ryan Schweck, head of research If uh-huh. you had to pick one thing From this Diego Comic Con Be it toy, movie, TV, show, whatever that you were most excited about or that seemed the most compelling to you,
1: what would it be? Ooh, that's hard. Um, I mean, I think just personally the most... Just them, them Scarlet Witch and kind of her show moving into Doctor Strange and what Doctor Strange is going to be got me the most excited. Because she's definitely... I mean, she, as far as comic book characters go, like... For me, it pretty much is Cyclops, which I know everybody makes fun of, and then Scarlet Witch. So, I'm really excited they're kind of going to do a do-over and maybe get her right. Yeah, and it's not, it's not necessarily it's not like, that they've yeah, gotten
0: I, her wrong. They yeah. haven't done her justice yet.
1: Right. And, like, I really love what they, like, her in the beginning of Age of Ultron, where she's, like, real creepy and they did the effects, like, I loved that. Yes. Um. And so I kind of hope they kind of go back to that and update her powers a little bit.
0: Uh, Mike Gordon, what about you? Do you have one specific thing that you can kind of pick out as like this was the the shining moment of of Comic-Con 2019?
2: Well, I do, and it's going to be something that I haven't, and it's not even uh, a movie or toy or anything related. But this was the first time that uh, San Diego hosted a Tiki Pop uh, art panel. Oh. And uh, they had um, about six, seven tiki artists, uh, some of which I am familiar with, so a couple I'm not, uh, that uh, talked all about um, uh, influences and uh, the tiki scene as it is today. And I really wish I could have been there for it. I got so many people that were like, dude, they stole your idea. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and they uh, totally did. <laughs> there was even one guy that was on that was on my Tiki Art panel at DragonCon last year uh no 2 years ago and uh um so but the fact that they they did that in San Diego and and on the you know on the grandest stage so to speak uh I am just really excited that 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 happened and I'm I can't wait somebody I know somebody recorded it for a podcast I'm just waiting for it to come out so Uh I've
0: I've got to say that as exciting as all the Marvel stuff was, they didn't really show us anything. Uh, you know, it's it's nice to know what's happening. I'm very excited about the announcement of Marshall Ali as Blade. That's very cool. Um, you know, Natalie Portman as Thor. Very cool. Something I've wanted that I did not see coming. But I think the thing that I popped the biggest for... Uh, Aside from the Major Wrestling Figure uh, podcast coverage from Matt Cardona and uh, Brian Myers, was probably that Picard trailer. Uh, I, like you said, Mike, it seemed like Star Trek was kind of lost to us. And watching that trailer was very much sort of a renewal of faith. Uh, and you know it could still turn out to not be what I want, but everything about that Picard—I've tra- watched that ten times probably at this point. Mm. Uh, I've read breakdowns. I've—I've I've looked. I've—I—I I have looked into this trailer in a way that I have not looked into things in in a long time, because I I want good Star Trek, and. The first time I saw this trailer I thought oh shit good Star Trek could happen and the fact that Patrick Stewart has input into like he's basically writing this Picard and that gives me a lot of hope and, and everything that I saw in that trailer just looks cool and awesome and compelling and uh, it just blew me away and I and and I'll be honest out of the last several San Diego Comic-Cons, this might be the thing that really, uh, I won't say I teared up, but I, I felt emotions watching this trailer. And it made me realize how much I love Star Trek and how much I love Jean-Luc Picard and, and how much I want good Star Trek in my life. So that that was my big one. That Picard trailer was just fantastic for me. I loved it.
2: I also think, too, that um, you know it would be interesting to see. Marvel uh, made a big splash. But um, next month, in August, they've got uh, D23 Expo happening, which is a huge press event for them. Yeah, Ryan, um, and Ryan I mentioned
0: I, that in, in our toy episode, in, in speculation that they may have been holding things back for that
2: well and even though disney had a lot of marvel news they didn't really make a lot of star wars news so i think disney will do some more marvel uh announcements at that time too but then you'll see you know uh, like they'll be star wars crazy as well so
1: yeah i wouldn't be surprised at d23 to get some sort of black widow teaser trailer but i I think you're right i think it's mostly going to be star wars news this year
2: yeah, I would expect I wouldn't expect to see a, a Star Wars trailer until an, another one until then. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I think Star Wars and DC movies were the things that were missing at San Diego this year. Yes.
0: Yes. Um and while uh we will certainly be covering uh D23 and the Needless Things podcast Facebook group, which if you're not if you're not a part of that, you should join uh the Needless Things Podcast and NeedlessThingsPodcast.com is going to be very, very focused on Dragon Con, which is about a month away at this point, which seems insane. Uh, lots of big announcements coming, uh, so stay tuned. But until then, uh, Ryan Schweck, thank you for coming on the show, providing your unique insight and your knowledge that is far more in-depth than anything I can provide.
1: <laughs> uh, always glad to be here.
2: And uh, Mike Gordon, before we go, where can we find you online? What are you up to? Uh, Well, you can hear my nonsense every week on the Earth Station One podcast. And if you want to see what's uh, going on with books and such, uh, you can go to NewLegendMike.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming on, talking about the media at San Diego Comic-Con. Thank you. Thank you. Head of research, Ryan Schweck, always on top of his game. And Mike Gordon, uh, truly one of the greatest human beings I have ever met. What a great episode that was. I honestly believe I could get the three of us together at any point in time and we could just crank out a great episode. Uh, So please join the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group. Answer the three questions people seem to have been having trouble answering the questions lately they're very easy it's not a big deal it's can you refrain from politics can you be nice to other people and who would win in a fight limmy or god easy questions just answer them And then you can be a part of the awesome conversations that we have in the Needless Things podcast Facebook group. You can be privy to Needless Things events, uh, like the things that are going on at DragonCon. The only one of which I have announced thus far is the world premiere of Troublemaker. As part of the American Sci-Fi Classics track, Saturday night at 10pm. That's more panel announcements coming very, very soon uh I actually i should probably start working on my graphics and stuff now so i'll be prepared once the DragonCon app actually launches and is live which i would imagine is any day now i feel like it was july last year although i've got to give them credit because the progress reports get out way early this year so good job dragon con i'm excited i'm excited less than a month away, less than four weeks away. It's crazy. Or I guess it's exactly four weeks away right now. Oh my gosh, four weeks from right now, I will be drunk off my ass having just celebrated nerdy new year in the Marriott. Wild. I hope to see you guys there. I hope you can make it to the Troublemaker world premiere. I love you guys.
1: Thank you for listening to the Needless Things podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader VIX employee. Love you. Mean it. Uh huh.